0: What's your emergency?
1: Five, four, three, two, one.
0: Welcome to the PIO Podcast, a place to discuss all public information-related topics for police, fire, EMS, and local and federal government organizations.
1: It was a good learning experience for a lot of us that that social media is not
0: real life. But we have to remember the media are very rarely a target audience. They're simply that conduit.
1: I think what's so interesting about this position to in
0: this job and this profession is that um, every one of us is looking for purpose and when we find it here, that's it.
1: Welcome to the show. I am your host, Robert Tornabeni. I am a public information officer with over 27 years of law enforcement background. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Want to level up your com skills? Find it hard to get in-person training or get the budget? Our academy has content for every type of PIO created by PIOs. Affordable and flexible, you're sure to find the course for you. Subscribe now by heading to www.piotoolkit.com and find your next career development opportunity. Welcome to the PIO podcast today. We have as our guest, Sergeant Dylan Quirk. He's a public information officer for the Oklahoma City Police Department. Dylan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. So Dylan, uh, tell our listeners about your background and how long you've been in the PIO position.
0: Well, I've been a police officer since 2013. I've been in the uh, PIO since, well, it's been a year and two
1: months now in this office. Okay, so how large is the office at the OCPD? Uh,
0: we have a captain that oversees the unit. Um, we have myself and Gary, who are the assistant full-time PIOs. Um, and then we have a crime stoppers manager. Uh, and we have what I call the production team, which are, uh, two civilianized positions and they uh they they do our filming and run our social media side of things, so
1: okay, so you got a decent at least a decent size uh unit for your department size
0: right, right, yeah, our department's full of you know eleven 1, hundred plus officers, and so even though I consider it still it's still one of our smallest units here on the department but uh but yeah it's it's a good size for for the department
1: we have so I see you brought a friend there who do you got there yeah yeah this is
0: uh this is Gary
1: Knightside.
0: He's uh so Gary Knight is our other PIO, and we utilize Gary Knight's side uh, for for many things actually, so positionings and um where you know camera angles and and uh, but uh, no, he just wanted to check out. This is his first cool. time to be on a podcast. I yeah. love it. I love it. Well, Gary, welcome
1: <laughs> to the show. Thank you. Uh, he says thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so Captain Littlejohn said you'd be interested in doing the interview. I did a little re- little bit of research on you, and I came across a video nice. blog. Mm-hmm. That you started calling, called getting quirky. Want to talk about that? Well, I would
0: love to. First of all, uh, I didn't select a name. Uh, shout out to, uh, our, one of our, our social media, uh, specialists, Mr. Mark Myers and uh, one of my good buddies. So, um, it is an award winning vlog. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I've got many awards that I've you know, printed out myself and uh, given to myself for the vlog. No, it's a way to connect with the community. Um, it's uh, we call it infotainment out of the office. And, uh, you you know, just come along with me and I take you on different uh, units of our department and show you the ins and outs, maybe something that not the uh, everyday average person would be able to see. So and I've had a lot of fun doing it.
1: And, ha- and how many episodes have you done? we
0: have created we've got 3 finished episodes it's still pretty new we just started we we like to get out one a month we finished 3 we have filmed one that's a two part series uh it will be released this month july will be part 2 and then uh we'll start filming for september's episode in late august so
1: and how long do you plan how how uh how much planning goes into putting one of those episodes together you know we film We film it
0: a day or two, um, and we plan it out probably uh, you know a month ahead of, of who we want to highlight essentially next and we We have civilianized units within the department, and we have police units, and so we we try to flip flop back and forth between the two
1: So give them even, uh even time yeah,
0: right, like right.
1: So I I should have asked you, how many, um, social media platforms are you guys currently running right
0: now? Right. We're, uh, we're utilizing all, let me think. We've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I believe that's all we're utilizing right now. Okay.
1: And how are you publishing your, your video series?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. YouTube. Yeah, we are utilizing YouTube as well. So, uh, YouTube, uh, has the getting quirkies. We also have several, um, uh, spots that Stephen Draper is the name of our uh, videographer and, and production, uh, director. So he has out, an out and about series and I know there's, uh, we'll get into that in a little bit because there's, I know there's other questions that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that's okay. We could, we can venture off a little bit. Go ahead and talk about it. <laughs> well,
0: I, I was just sitting here thinking, um, so the kind of a way we connect with community and again, highlighting our department. uh, He's got some great series that he puts together out and about with officers. Um, if there are community programs that, that uh, need to be highlighted. Um, he's always there making sure that he's filming um, those, those things, those community events um, within the public. If there are award ceremonies, he he's there highlighting those. And so, Um, we have several, several video playlists that we highlight on our YouTube channel.
1: All right. So Dylan, like every department in the country, staffing is, and retention of staff is really a big issue. How are you guys doing on recruitment and how is your office involved in it?
0: Well, it's a tough time. Yeah. Tough time in the country right now. Um, hard, hard getting, um, part hiring a lot of people, not just within the department, but but in general, um, we have again, because of the size of our department, we have so many units, uh, our, our training center and our recruitment unit. They're more so in charge of really developing that that side of, of getting the new people in here. You know, we've we created incentives. Um, we really have a large community support in this department. Uh, that has allotted us to have a, a a really nice budget that we can add bonuses and incentives for people who are interested in, in joining the force. And we know it's a tough, tough start. You know, it's a, it's a long um, academy for somebody to be a part of. And so um, we're, we're trying to remain um, equal in the, you know, what, what other departments are doing. Right. And, and, uh, and so since- what's,
1: I know this is a big problem for a lot of departments. So the the process from the day you do um, your initial testing to the day you walk in the academy, what's that time frame look like for you guys? Well, it's faster now than than what it's
0: been in the past. Yeah. Um, and and again, that would probably be a good question for our recruiting unit. But I would say I would say anywhere between two and two and four months. Uh, oh, that's
1: not bad. That's yeah. pretty
0: good. Maybe, maybe even six months. It's been, I mean, it's been nine years for me. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and, and you know what? I know a lot of departments, my, my department, they struggled with, they would get somebody on a list. They'd go through the process by the time their background and everything was done, it was almost a year. Yeah. And you know, that you lose interest, they go to another department. Sure. And you know, so the, they've had to change now to go to a continual hiring process and a continuous academy.
0: Well, not only are you trying to find those people with good moral qualities and good backgrounds, but then you have this, this new age of, you know, facial hair, uh, tattoos, uh, what your, what your guidelines are. And so there's a possibility to lose people in in those realms as well.
1: Absolutely. And then you add in the, the medical marijuana, the, the legalized marijuana and, and now you're, you just, most departments don't allow it. Right. yeah. You know, it just runs into all kinds of issues. All right, so Dylan, you said you've been in there just a little over a year and a half. Is that correct as a PIO? About,
0: about a year and two months. Okay, yeah. so
1: in- this is a good question for you because, so what aspect of the PIO job experience that you were surprised about when you first started? Let's take a quick break.
0: Right now, you know, I was really surprised at number one, how busy it is. You uh, know, it's like my my partner put it so precise. Some days it's like sweeping back the ocean with a broom. I mean, and what the media, you know, you work hard thinking. Uh, the media is going to be interested in this because this is something we need to be transparent about. And not one person asks about
1: it. I know crickets. Yep.
0: (laughs) So that, that was surprising to me. Um, But no, it's been great overall. Um, I would not trade this position for anything. I feel like being in here is my calling and what I'm supposed to do and how I'm supposed to, you know, the department's always given me things what the department's done for me. And I'm finally in a position, not that I wasn't in a position in patrol, but to highlight some of the qualities that I can give back to the department and what I can do for them.
1: So what's your background? Where where did, um, you know, everybody's got something that kind of pushes them towards that public, wanting to be in the public eye, because let's face it, most cops, they don't want to be in the public eye.
0: Right, right. Yeah. It's, and And it's, trust me i know it's like pulling teeth doing getting quirkies with uh on the police side of things (laughs) you never know who wants to be in front of the camera but um no i was a theater performance major um with oklahoma city university and moved to new york for a little while came back uh, when i turned 21 and got on the department and uh, the rest is history so
1: we need to take a break right now so we can take care of some business visit go.lawpublications.net forward slash law digital to schedule a free demo. And now back to the show. Okay, so you've got some background on being in front of the camera and, or being in front of an audience and so on. So, Right. And that's important because if you don't want to talk to people, this job is not the one for you
0: at all. Right. Yeah, in any aspect, really being a police officer in general, for sure. I
1: mean, so what would you change about the job if you could?
0: Sweatpants Fridays, definitely sweatpants Fridays. Uh, sweatpants it can be, be tough being
1: in a, in a. Now, are you in uniform all the time or are you? No, we can
0: we can wear the uniform. I do because I still work extra jobs after I leave the office. Um, uh, but uh, no, that was one of the benefits was not having to wear the belt all the time (laughs) definitely Uh, but uh, no there's there's not a lot there's not a lot of negative that i can say that i would that i would change about this well
1: it's not even negative just is there something that you would like to do differently just because you see maybe from a different perspective than what the past was
0: no nothing i mean honestly nothing nothing that nothing that comes to mind um, and maybe I haven't, maybe I haven't been in here long enough to see, okay, it's time we do we do this differently, you know, good, bad or ugly. I know that um, adding our civilians, Mark and Stephen, and the production side of things and keeping up with what other departments are doing as far as social media wise, that can be a big help that can be a big hindrance too. Um, you know, um, in life with it with the creation of social media it's. Um, But it's really been a benefit for us, I think, being transparent with the public. And
1: And, and how has the media taken to, you know, we've all changed the way we release stuff to the public now. And especially press releases and stuff. It's no longer, you know, just email. Most of the time it's go to whatever channel you've chosen and, and there's your press release. If that's the way you guys do it, that's the way our agency does it. How has that been received by the news media overall? So you guys, can you explain that one more time? I'm kind of curious. All right. So we put all of our, we, we put everything out on social media. We'll put it out on our Twitter account. And that's pretty predominantly where we, where we utilize that. We do send an email out, but we right. always tell them if you want mugshots, you want the, the full media release, go to our Twitter account. You'll find it all there. Oh,
0: really? Okay, that's interesting. So we we are a multifaceted like kind of (laughs) production, so to speak. We will release our news releases via email to our subscribers. Then we will also release them on on social media pages. So they they, if they don't receive a a notification or a news release, they get that on the social media page. Um, Mugshots media typically gets those from a different a different place. And they, they get the, you know, affidavits from a different place. We right. don't release those. Yeah, we
1: don't release really those, I know. And they just look, and yeah, this brings me to another question. What do you okay. think about lazy reporting? Lazy reporting? Yes. Where they just put the whole affidavit up online.
0: Oh, man, that can be uh, such a <laughs> such a help or such a hindrance, too. I mean, it's... You're talking about as far as from our offices putting it online? No,
1: no, I'm not talking about us doing it. No, I'm just saying that they go and, like you said, they go to another, they go to your district attorney or your state's attorney and they get the the affidavit for the crime. And then instead of reading through the affidavit and cherry picking what they need out of it, they just upload the whole document. So there could be extremely graphic stuff in there by nature or, you know, just, yeah things that the general public, they don't need to know. It's not particular to the case, but, but to me, I call that lazy reporting. It's not, they're not actually typing anything. They're just, we'll put it up. You know,
0: I have not seen too much of that to be completely honest here, here in the city. Um, And maybe I'm not following it enough elsewhere to really see that. Um, I think, I think it's, it's a duty of us as officers and, you know, in our, workings with the media to in a sense yeah protect protect the public and protect their you know their their eyes ears and hearts from maybe seeing incident details that that doesn't they don't need to see yeah. um but uh, yeah i haven't seen too much of it here
1: okay um all right so let me answer your question did you and and this is i'm going off on another tangent here without yeah, it no, that's fine. a much for you the the thing that happened just recently in the highland park illinois where the shooting happened at the, at the 4th of July parade. Do you, did your media try and localize it?
0: There are, there are incidents. Typically when they happen around the country and I don't know what your definition of localizing it is, but they, they will ask us certain questions, not directly related, but might spark an interest in, okay, you know, we have the Roe versus Wade that was just passed. Are we seeing any troubling um, threats towards, you know, any type of company around here? Um, You know, how, what's our plan of action? How are we going to deal with it? And so that's really in a sense, the the most that's made localized when
1: those similar stuff is that's where I was going with it just to see if, if that's, you know, a common thing there as well. I mean, I, I know that the media they're trying to always tie it in so they can get the bigger, the bigger picture. I get that. You know, they want to right. have the, the bigger draw. So is there anything you'd like to add before we jump into some rapid fire questions? Um, Oklahoma city
0: is the greatest city in the world. And uh, <laughs> I enjoyed being a part of it. And. Um, so were you, were you born and raised in Oklahoma city? I am from a small side of the of the metro called dell city oklahoma okay Uh, and so a few few local celebs but yeah i've uh, pretty much lived here my
1: entire life okay that's pretty good awesome all right so we're gonna do some rapid fire questions these are easy no problem all right here we go favorite music or band
0: uh i'm a big music guy it's like uh you're asking me which which child is my favorite but for uh for grins and giggles we'll go with foo fighters
1: all right chocolate or vanilla?
0: I'm a twist cone kind of guy.
1: Yeah. All right. What's a must read book in your mind?
0: Um, raising an emotionally intelligent child. I'm a big family man. I have three kids and um, that book, book, Dr. John Gottman. Good book. Good stuff.
1: All right. If you could sit down with a historic figure and have coffee, who would you choose? Um, I
0: would probably say somebody from our department, a past chief or somebody from from way back when just to see how the the department flowed and what police life was like at that time. OK, yeah, cool.
1: That's that's definitely that's a different one. All right. Favorite drink of choice.
0: Um, I'm a cop, so I'm going to go with coffee, but I'm not going to go with just any coffee. There is a coffee shop locally that sells what's called the honey badger and it is infused with cayenne pepper and honey. And it is a uh, latte, not for the faint of heart, but it is delicious.
1: Talk about getting the coffee sweats.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Whoa. then, you know, you don't know what questions the media is going to ask you. So you're sweating already. <laughs> then you have that coffee. It's, it's some days it's not, that's not a good, that, that's Sweatpants Friday. You need
1: those, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, uh, Dylan, what would be your superpower if you could get one?
0: Um, reading reading minds, for sure. Definitely. I always want to know what somebody's
1: thinking. That's a, that's a good one. I, you know what? I don't think that that's one that anybody said yet out of like 75 interviews. That's awesome. Really?
0: Huh? Yeah. yeah.
1: Final thoughts. What can our listeners take away from the interview from you today? Something you want to impart upon them?
0: You know, I I just working in this business and working with the media, um, they we really do our best to be as transparent as we can with the public, and I think I think that um, you really instilled something nicely when you said that, uh, you know, talking about lazy reporting and putting putting everything out there. There are times that we don't put everything out there, but it's not to hide anything. It's it's. It is to, again, protect the eyes, ears and, and hearts of of people that that don't do this job every day and things that uh, that consider themselves blessed that they don't have to see or deal with. And um, and and, you know, thank you, thank an officer for, for doing those things. And and um, and that's really,
1: really all I have. Awesome. All right. So how can people best reach out to you if they want to learn or connect? Man, you know I'm gonna say nine one one. Yeah, but you can't <laughs> dial it from across the country.
0: Uh, no, you can. You can reach reach our uh, the public information office here. Um, uh, just Google the uh, Oklahoma City Police Department's local non-emergency number, and and uh, if you want to reach out to our office, I'm in the public information office uh, alongside Captain Little John and Gary Knight, and um, we're here for anybody who needs
1: us. All right, thank you, Dylan, and that's Dylan Cork public information officer for the Oklahoma city police department. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, thank you. Law publications is your department's one-stop solution for quality resources to amplify your community outreach efforts. Our product catalog includes books, flyers, coloring books, social media assets and swag giving your team the variety of tools they need to respond in any situation. Best of all, our books are customizable with your department's name and or program is free of charge to departments through support from your local business community, helping to connect your departments work within your community. Visit go.lawpublications.net forward slash podcast to learn more about our product and process today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of the latest episode. If you are listening on a platform that allows reviews, please give us a review. We appreciate any review good or bad. It helps us improve on each episode. Until next time, be safe.